everybody, let's go. We recently traveled to Mexico for our honeymoon and also vacation, and we have some insights and tips on traveling during COVID and being in Tulum or Cancun. So right now, as of April, Mexico is one of the only countries in the world that you are able to visit without a lot of restrictions. So of course, the first requirement and the most important requirement be the PCR COVID test. Mexico doesn't really require it right now, but the airline does. So we took our COVID test 72 hours before boarding our flight because this is the actual requirement for it. Even though it's 72 hours before, it's better to be within the 72 hours just in case your flight gets delayed or gets pushed back. We got news from Delta that they just canceled 100 planes because they were trying to cram in like as many people. Luckily before our flight, there was seats that were empty in the middle. So it was somewhat distance. You know, it, it wasn't six feet but there was an empty seat before. But now that we got news, they don't have those empty seats anymore. Communicate with your clinic or wherever you're getting tested when you're getting the results. Because yes. if you could get it within 48 hours, you know, 48 to 72 hours, as long as you have some cushion before your flight, you know, you should try to get it closer to your flight than later, just in case you have those cancellations. I guess check your airline because right before your trip, they give you a website to go to for covid and they will give you links of like if you're going to mexico you gotta fill this out and this out and this out so definitely look into those and be very careful because they might stop you and prevent you from traveling we required to wear masks all the time when you got in the plane they actually gave us some little hand sanitizer wipes so that you can clean your seat or anything that you touch which was really nice yeah. even though they already like sanitized the plane yeah they sanitize the whole plane like with like the air filters and stuff like they show you on mm -hmm. the video before you fly and also they allow you to bring a hand sanitizer which i thought was really awesome it is a certain size but uh, you still can't pass water through or stuff they'll give you water in there um the food really did change you don't get like a little hot meal anymore it's just a little package of snacks that you can eat during the plane so yeah. i kind of was very scared to take off my mask and eat at times i would have yeah. my mask and would just try to eat the snack under the mask yeah the only time but you can take off the mask is when you eat while you sleep while you not eating at all that's when you have to put your mask on or even when you go the to the bathroom yeah yeah but once you are seated when we flew we actually saw a lot of people since there's supposed to be an empty seat in the middle you can move when you're already flying um, because you know i guess the seating is just there for recommendation of social distancing but if you are with a family or with a group of people you can all sit next to each other in you know the the row that has three seats but like we said before delta is now changing a lot of stuff so these empty seats are going to get filled it was good when we had it but yeah. now that the seats aren't empty just expect for you to clean your own stuff make sure you know don't cough at each other just keep your mask on all the time and overall i felt safe being on the plane it's not as scary as people think flying on the plane so as we know traveling can be a little bit stressful even before the pandemic and a way to kind of make it a little bit less stressful and a little bit more friendly is packing light or using a carry-on 
We also recommend only having a carry-on bag because since flights are getting canceled right now, it might be hard for you to do a connecting flight. I mean, luckily for us, when we had to come back to New York, our flight got canceled or delayed. And if it wasn't for that we only had a carry-on, we would have missed our flight because we would have to wait for it. We ran from one side of the airport, Atlanta airport, to the other side. And Atlanta's pretty big. They're, they even have like a railway system. Yeah. We made it through everything, security, customs, in 20 minutes to catch our flight back to New York. If you have a family or you're planning to stay longer, you just like having luggage, you know, just know that it might be harder for you to go through different custom. checkpoints, custom, well, not really custom, but like just getting to another connecting flight. So once we got to Mexico, we were so happy, but there were a lot of things that we had to get done before we got too excited. There's a paperwork that has to be signed before you go to customs, and that's very important because you need that paperwork to come back. So you make sure that paperwork is with your passport. So when you come back, that's one of the first things that the customs, when you come back to the airport, will ask of you. When you have to catch your plane back to your, your country or wherever you're from, you are required, I think this is just US, you are required to do another COVID test uh, 72 hours before the flight. A and PCR COVID test. Yeah, PCR COVID test. and. Another thing to expect is that if you're in Tulum, you're going to pay top dollar for that PCR test because I'm assuming that there's not a lot of advanced labs in Tulum, so they have to send it somewhere. And, you know, it's it's just harder for uh, people to get it anywhere else. So we paid $100, $112 per person for the COVID test there. It was pretty fast. There's no lines. We literally just showed up and Very filled up a survey forward. for them. And they like they brought us to an alley in the back of like Burger King near <laughs> near the, the place. The place was called Costa Med. Yeah. And um yeah, we just safe, very, very nice. professional. Very professional. They were just it was just super expensive. Another thing is you have to bring your passport. Don't forget to bring your passport when you're doing the COVID test because that's one of the requirements when you have to fill out their yeah. um, paperwork. Yeah. So definitely get tested before mm -hmm. 72 hours before your flight. In Cancun, it's a bit cheaper. It's literally yeah. $35 to do a PCR test before yeah. your flight. So just know that in each place that you may stay, it would be a different price. We took it to Loom because we mostly stay there and you still have to do it 72 hours before. So for us, we wouldn't have been able to yeah. do it in Cocoon either way. So we had to do it in Tulum. But just know there are price difference for yeah. each COVID test and that you will need it in order to come Fly back, back to into the United US, States. Yeah. Um, also, check your bundle of your hotel stay because some hotels do offer a facility, the hotel's facility for COVID test. Mm -hmm. So definitely check into that. You might find a discount or you might find it more uh, convenient or affordable than the other options. Yeah. And check with your airline because I know Delta had a list of where you could go. You could search by city. They mostly have major cities of yeah. like countries. So like for Mexico, they had Cancun. They weren't showing a lot in Tulum. Yeah. But you could still, if you're staying in Cancun, you can take a look at which places you can yeah. go to and, you know, find a, a 
I think that's where we found uh, Customed because mm-hmm. uh, we went through the Delta website and that's one of the uh, verified uh, facilities that we could get tested. Yeah. So check all your resources, acts you can call or everything because they are there. You just have to do a little bit of extra yeah, work. And try not to ruin your vacation by not getting a COVID test and missing your plane. Yeah. Because you're going to spend more money just to be in a hotel feeling miserable <laughs> and feeling like yeah, you're spending you too much. Yeah, if you think you don't need that COVID test, well, get ready to pay for another hotel and another to plane, yeah. plane. It, it's just a mess so, just yeah. if if you don't know i would say just get it just for the peace of mind and lastly when you come back to the u.s you are going to have to fill out well this is personally for new york yeah not i'm not sure about any other state but for right now for new york you have to fill a COVID questionnaire of where you were, how many days you were there for. You have to quarantine for 10 days unless yeah. you get a COVID test that you test yeah. negative for. COVID. So here's here's how you could bypass that quarantine because you are, you are required to quarantine 10 days after your returning flight. Mm-hmm. Um, you can speed it up by getting tested four days after your returning date. And then if you test negative, you just show them the test results of that and the test results 72 hours before your flight so you have to show them two tests i'm assuming we just email the information uh straight to the new york sheriff's office and then um at that point they don't they take you off the calling list because they do call you yeah but yeah just know they, they do call you calling you just to make sure you, you're you're quarantined and if you don't answer those calls they may be coming to your they, place yeah they might they might be up on you they might be giving you a hefty fine that's that's what they're they're telling me and i'd rather be safe than uh sorry because it's better to be tested anyway mm-hmm. so once we're done with customs we're going to go get our car rental so you may have already had a service that you schedule or maybe you just want to grab a taxi which we'll go into in later but pretty much we rented a car from hertz and yeah i'll I'll tell you i'll tell the the horrible story because this is one of the biggest mistakes i had in the trip so far so So, mistake number one (laughs) yeah it's a pretty big mistake it costs hundreds of dollars like uh, i'm so i'm so angry at myself but make sure to double check your reservations with the car because when i did the reservations online i for some reason it passed my head that i put 1:45 a.m a reservation instead of a 1:45 p.m so when i went there he told me you know the guy was very he didn't want to say it to me bluntly so like he made me check that my name is not in there and he mm-hmm. told me later that you know there's a two-hour grace period um so if you don't come to you know two hours before or after your reservations that car gets canceled and you don't get your money back so instead yeah so i had to rent another car which was more expensive and they were trying to sell to me that it was their only car looking back to it you should definitely shop around and don't just stay at that place but it was such a um a stressful situation that you know i wasn't really thinking straight and we already had plans to go to a tell to the hotel at the certain hour and have some activities to do so another reason why we used the car or we got a car rental is because our place was in tulum which is like a two-hour drive mm-hmm. or an hour 30 minute drive it was best for us to use a car because we were going places that 
it's kind of far and we kind of want to be in our own schedule and not the bus schedule. So I ended up paying for a car that was three times the the price, the listing price of the car that we already rented, which well, I wouldn't get my money back. <laughs> so, I mean, luckily, the car was very nice. Yeah, um, I felt so safe. It felt very it new. It was really new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it worked perfectly for us throughout the whole trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, making sure you check your reservations, making sure that you shop around. Yeah, definitely shop around. There's other rental cars that will have cheaper cars. It's just at that point, you know, I, I was kind of over it. And I was like, you know what? We're on vacation, which is a bad <laughs> mentality. But yeah, definitely shop around. Then when we finally showed me the car, you know, you definitely, definitely, definitely need to do take your photos of the car around the car. They do the photos as well for them. But definitely check the the lights and the windshield wipers. You know, check under the hood sure if you know what you're doing. Working. Yeah, make sure everything's working. Um, I mean, I didn't check the lights or the the windshield wipers and all that stuff because um, I'm stupid. But I, I learned that because once we returned the car, other people were getting charges for you know a burnt out light or like windshield wipers that were like squeaking and stuff luckily the car that they rented us was kind of new it had like what yeah. ten thousand kilometers to it paying for that price was you know horrible but it must have been a nightmare for those people knowing that they had to pay for something they didn't know what they have so definitely inspect your car take photos before ask a lot of questions you know they're f very professional at hertz and you know they'll they'll guide you through it and stuff but there is a shuttle once you get to the airport that will take you to the hertz facility hertz and all the other car rentals are built into the airport so the shuttle you just go to the hertz shuttle and they'll take you to where you need to rent the car so that's very that's very useful now we're going to talk about taxis because since we rented a car we didn't really have the experience of the taxi on the first you know days or first first part of our trip because mm. the airport we went straight to our car rental and we were on our merry way but we do needed a taxi when we the had to drop thing. off our car and go to our hotel in cancun and i don't know but i don't know what happened i thought i was playing it smart but we just got really scammed like we paid a hundred dollars to get to cancun our cancun hotel when yes. it's only supposed to you know be 35 40 dollars still expensive i know but uh what we found out later um talking to someone that actually works for the airport is that there's a lot of people not just uh, this is not just cancun this is all over the world yes a lot of people are going to try to convince you to go to their car uh, and then. And they know, look like people yeah, that they look, would yeah. be working maybe for the airport. Yeah. So the guy that scammed us actually have like a little pamphlet that lists the prices. So it's very easy for us to see what uh, prices uh, that, that they offer. And, you know, mm -hmm. this one offered only in dollars. So that was really weird. Um, lesson number one is to go straight to an airport facility and ask for any taxi because the airport will help you, mm -hmm. you know, anyone in there. Try also, lesson number two, don't trust anyone that's being too nice to you because there is a second motive. So the reason why, you know, we got daisy-chained into that, that scam is that 
we were actually returning the car in Hertz, and the one who was expect inspecting our car actually offered to drive us to the terminal to get to the taxi, mm-hmm. which was a horrible idea. <laughs> I, I wanted to go to the van, but Lucy said it, it, they were offering it. And yeah, being I mean, nice. it was very nice of him to offer, especially since we had our bags and then we would have to take them out and carry yeah. them on s- ourselves while it was already in the car and he could drive us there. It wasn't too long. It was like yeah. a five minute ride anyways. But, you know, now knowing everyone at the ho- you know, at the airport is kind of working together for the scam. So if anyone's being too nice, always be careful. Like if we mm-hmm. went on that shuttle instead of of being personally driven, we could have made our way into the airport and asked for a taxi instead. But instead, yes. the guys told us to talk to this guy, which proceeded with the scam. And the scammer was really smart because I needed to go to an ATM machine. And he actually led us to the ATM machine, which only took out pesos, and stayed kind of with us. Like, like now knowing, like I, I knew... Like he did that, so we didn't have we didn't talk to other people to get um, cars. Yeah. So if any taxi or travel vans um, personnel tell you, look, I can drive you there. You know, you don't have to be with a group in a van. You it would just be personalized. You guys go, and I'll get you there really fast. And they tell you it's per person the price then that's a no-no because that's how we knew we got scammed because the personnel that actually works for the airport that took us back to that the took airport. us back to the airport he was the one that told us it's not per person that they yeah. have to charge you it's you know whoever fits in the car fits and it's one pricing so like the 35 dollars yeah. in this case would have been for both of us but instead the person the taxi that scammed us yeah uh was fifty dollars and fifty dollars so that's what made it a hundred yeah. it was just unfortunate that those sequence of events um made us more susceptible to the scam because i thought i was very careful i even tried to shop around but the guy was very persistent in uh rushing us in into the transport van luckily the the van was safe and you know at the end of the day we only lost money thankfully we didn't get you know kidnapped or anything like that yeah. but it was still $65 that we can't get back anymore. And if you do see someone that is getting scammed, definitely report them to the police and yeah. they'll, they'll take care of it. But it's very, you know, everyone works for the scam around the airport. So if anyone is being too nice to you at the airport, definitely question it because um, that's usually a scam. I also think that we got scammed on our way back to the airport. Even though the guy was working for the airport, he still, in a way, was acting really nice to us. And what the hotel said that the the price for a a taxi to the airport is you know minimum six hundred, but yeah, seven fifty. Be very careful and persistent when you get on the taxi. Definitely ask the taxi person how much it is to get you to your destination before you get to the van. Because what happened was I asked that in Spanish. I'm not very good with Spanish yet. And he ignored me while still talking to Lucy. It's like hindsight. I I knew that was supposed to be a bad idea. But, you know, just watch out for that. Definitely you know, ask, be persistent at the very beginning before you even get in the car, how much it is. And if it's too much for you, definitely shop around 
the key to not being scammed is be flexible, be safe, always be talk to. Yeah. And don't rush to your destination yes. because you'll get scammed. So definitely talk to an official from the airport and they will guide you to somewhere uh, that's actually legal and not a scam. Mm-hmm. This is not to say that everyone in Mexico or everyone that's nice could be a scammer, but just be aware of your surroundings, be aware of what they're telling you. So Mexico operates in the Mexican pesos, which is less valuable than the dollar. It's uh, at the time we went, it was 20 pesos for a dollar. Mm-hmm. So you'll definitely get um, more. You'll find things cheaper in Mexico. Yes. So the way we took out the money is... Um, Instead of exchanging at the airport, which exchange rates are, are pretty crazy and, and like I, I think they're they're like a legal scam, you can use uh, the sh- uh, debit card that has that can give you a refund for the ATM fees. Mm-hmm. So one of those debit cards is the Schwab. What it basically does is you can take out the money from your debit card and all the ATM fees will get refunded to you after your trip. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like exact exchange um on your dollar to what it is uh internationally right now so you're not losing it on the exchange and you're getting it for what it's worth at the time there are a lot of atm machines in the airport so definitely try to take it out there so you have enough cash you know just so you could eat you know find street vendors because that's one of the things that we were excited about another thing is try to use your credit card uh, as much as you can If not, you know, cash is, is still good, but it's better to, especially when you're coming from um, other currencies, it's better to use a credit card so you don't have to take out cash and have to exchange it back again. Mm-hmm. And obviously, use the credit card that has zero foreign fee, so you're not being charged for um, being in another country. Yeah, and know what payment process is used mostly on where you are going. So what I mean is like, for example, we knew we were mostly going to stay in Tulum for our trip. So we knew that it was mostly in a way cash because of the places we were going. Uh, but there were some that were credit card that we could use or the debit card. But if you are going, let's say, for example, Cancun, We were there for only one day and then a half, like the day we got there and then the last day. And in there, there's really a lot, most of the places except car because it's more of a touristy area. So you don't really need to do a lot of cash. You can do card. So if you're staying in Cancun, it might be a good thing to not Exchange, take out as much yeah. money or exchange as much money yeah. since you might not really need it in the end and if you have a card that also uh, builds up points when you spend then that might be also yeah. helpful cancun also accepts dollars and in some yes. parts of tulum like the the uh like the beach resorts take dollars so you know i i still recommend using pesos because you know you're you're experiencing the the country's currency but mm-hmm. if you're too scared about being sanitary because you know cash is one of the dirtiest, dirtiest things definitely you can keep your dollars all right so now let's go back to driving in cancun and tulum and this is really you know i'd expect it to be somewhat similar because it's mm-hmm. you know 
very thirsty. It is similar, but there are things that you gotta watch out for. So the one thing that you have to watch out for is topes, and topes are speed bumps, and these are not <laughs> normal speed bumps that you see in America. Yeah. Um, because here around our apartment, there's there's two speed bumps that it, it's pretty. You know, Why? you could go you could go like thirty miles per hour and and still thirty forty miles per hour and still be fine. These topes, they are either really sharp or there's so many bumps. That if you go on it, I mean, it, we were we were seeing kilometers in our cars, but you literally have to be like you will fly. You literally have to be like <laughs> two miles per hour to get over a tope. And I, I agree that they have it because th- their topes are there to protect drivers from speeding through you know major towns, people that are actually walking through the streets because mm-hmm. locals. Yeah, and that's another thing with. Uh, Tulum or in Mexico is that there's no like crosswalk that give you a walk sign. You literally got us like sprint hope <laughs> and wait until like you have a chance to go. Second of all, there is no left signal sign. So if you are driving when the when the light turns green, you're going to notice that the other lane, the opposite side is not actually driving yet so that's your chance to go left but as a pedestrian it's very dangerous (laughs) to get through um tulum the the only protection you have are topes Mm -hmm. that's like the center of tulum the only place where you can cross are topes so like car is forced to stop for you because it has to slow down another thing you have to watch out for is that you're gonna realize that there is no merging lane in a way so how you merge so if you imagine an intersection right if you want to turn left you have to swing wide left onto the curb wait for the other cars um to pass by Mm -hmm. and then you could come into the lane so it it was very confusing seeing at first uh when we were driving to the city of uh we saw a truck right it was gonna turn left it was pretty far away from us so i'm like all right it's it's gonna turn left but instead of turning left he stopped at the curb that is you know next to where he needs to turn left and let all the cars passed behind him and then he could turn um, to his lane. I thought it was weird at first and I realized how smart it is because instead of stopping um, holding up traffic. Yeah. Like you're you're you are making way for a lot of people. And also, you know, it prevents distracted drivers from not seeing the car and crashing into it. So I think that was very smart. And one thing to watch out for is Jaguars. That's right. Rawr. So another thing is here in America, we see deer signs, right? In Tulum, it's funny because um, when we when Lucy saw it first, we, we didn't know what animal it was. We thought it could be like stray cats. But then like we definitely look into it. I'm like, babe, that is definitely a big cat. And it's only when we learned when we uh, actually spoke to the Mayan people and then in Chichen Itza and some of the tour guides that those are like there's native jaguars in in Tulum in Mexico. So also instead of squirrels, they have iguanas. So luckily they're easier to see than squirrels, but definitely watch out for them, especially in dirt roads. We also saw a lot of dogs along the way. Stray dogs. Yeah, there's a lot of stray dogs. Drive there as though as you're driving in America. When you see the the differences, it's not like a big difference. Mm -hmm. You're going to see the pattern. Anyway, everyone there is mostly a tourist. 
So they're probably going to drive the same way as you are. It's definitely worth it to use a car in in Tulum. You know, just right now with COVID, it's just like Neve said, easier to schedule everything ourselves and just be on our own so that, you know, we didn't have to worry about, oh, putting a mask for mm. being with other people or maybe the tour yeah. guide, the driver, and that we have to meet certain times. We could go at our own pace yeah. and we enjoyed it that way more. Another thing that we could have done better is I think we could have... This is hindsight again, because now we came back from Mexico. We knew things we could have saved on. We could have taken a shuttle from Cancun to Tulum and rented a car in Tulum itself. But, you know, our experience was still good because we got to stop at the side of the street, get, um, you know, some street food. I would definitely recommend getting a car, but not from Hertz because they're overpriced. Yeah, definitely shop around because I, I, I could have done more research on a cheaper car. Hertz was a good service, it was just expensive. One thing you also need to watch out if you're renting a car is that gas is somewhat expensive. I think gas is more expensive there because you'll see the price and it's really, it's not that accurate to like change the peso into a dollar right away, but you also have to change liters into gallons. Yeah, gas there is a little expensive, but I feel like for uh, having the freedom and yeah, the um, freedom, the safety. Yeah, um, definitely. It actually wasn't that hard to park around Tulum at mm. all. We always found parking. Maybe in some places we were a little bit like worried, like, yeah, oh my God, maybe yeah, yeah. something will happen to the car. But really, there was so much police going around um, that, yeah. I don't know, we kind of felt safe yeah that's another thing that we could talk about the police there are armed like they're in war yeah they (laughs) they all have assault rifles they're in a truck and then there's always like someone in like the back of the truck that's like it's open you know they're they're not really on the street as much they're always on their their cars patrolling it was hard to find parking by the beach Granted, we we went to the beach on Saturday. Yeah, I would say like the Tulum um, City the, and like the side yeah. streets are very easy to park. But when you get to the but beach, but when you get to that one beach where it's one yeah, street, it's a public that beach, two way, but it it's, it's like just too tight. Very yeah, squeeze. Uh, yeah. Good luck in finding parking. But I would say it's easy if it's Monday through it's the like, week weekdays instead of uh, the weekends. Thursday, yeah, but Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, good luck. Even if you're a biker, it's really hard. Even if you're walking, it's really hard. So just expect to have delays and wait a lot and uh, try to find somewhere to park. Yeah. Um, Also, when you're in Tulum, you'll see a lot of people riding bikes. And that's a beautiful thing because the weather is great i mean when we went there it was sunny all for the five days it was like 85 but the breeze was nice so everyone's on their bikes so it sucks that our hotel um it included bikes but we still had to pay for it um but that's definitely one thing that you should do we didn't do it because we went more for the adventure stuff like kind of far away lucy wanted to do it at the last day but 
Um, it just didn't make sense Someone for us. Someone didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you want to go to the beach in Tulum during nighttime, it can be a little hard because there are no street lights. So there is no electricity that runs really through yeah. that. Um, or there's very little because they are using just generators. So it's very hard to get through that one street and drive around it kind of can get a little scary yeah. even walking or biking around there so i would say just measure your time wisely in terms of what you're gonna do during the night so that you don't encounter bad situations or get stuck in somewhere dark and uncomfortable place yeah going back to the driving now that lucy brought it up in this, the rural streets of Mexico or like around where you're not in the city, there are no street lights. So yeah, you have to put your like head highways. Yeah, you have to put your you know headlights on. Um, you know, it's it's kind of the same in other parts of New York where it's like not like near a major city. Time it in a way that you're not driving at night too long. Mm -hmm. It's still it's still the same. It's just there's no street lights and yeah. there's there might be jaguars and and uh, like stray dogs out. So yeah, I mean we walked a lot during the night as well in the city and stuff where there were lights. But in terms of driving, we just don't recommend to drive at night. It's just more things can happen that you would it's just want scary. to avoid. Yeah. You know, especially when you're on a trip. And lastly, just like in the United States, we all have to wear masks. And so what we did is we were always wearing masks, whether it was Tulum, whether it was Cancun. But don't be surprised. There are a lot of people, especially in Tulum, that were not wearing masks at all. Uh, and mostly there were the people that were traveling there. Because the people that were like in the hotels, like workers yeah, or in the, in the restaurants, restaurants, they the servers, they did wear the mask. They had to, but <laughs> just know that everybody else wasn't. So, you know, some people may be like, oh, well, I already had the vaccine or stuff. Yeah. But be conscious of those people that um, are working there or just the locals or anybody else who might not have the vaccine yet and in cancun it, it is kind of more required in there yeah and i think it's because it's a more touristy area it's a higher hotels. area yeah. of hotels so you you do are required to wear the mask and they take your temperature and everything but when we weren't wearing the mask then we were social distance but yeah, in general, there's a lot of people that are in Tulum that are not wearing masks at all. And they're just like very communal. Like, you know, they're they like they're living in a way as though COVID didn't doesn't exist. But, you know, who knows? Maybe they're like staying there for a long time and they don't care about it too much. But yeah, definitely wear your mask. I mean, it's still safe if you're social distance, but that's just something to expect. Whether you're in Tulum or Cancun. A lot of people assume that when they're on vacation, COVID doesn't exist, but it does. So that's all the important information regarding traveling to Mexico during COVID. You know, granted, this was, you know, we traveled end of uh, March, beginning of April. So things might change, but this is our experience so far coming back from Mexico now. So I hope all of this information helped you a lot. But regarding our trip, we're going to have more videos coming up. This is just the, the information heavy and what people should know and what to expect during COVID and what to expect in Mexico in general if you've never been there. But on the other videos that are coming up, we're going to be talking about 
our trips to the cenotes, which we went to a lot. We were basically <laughs> like wet from Cenote cenotes、Central. every day.、Um, and, you know, the experience at the beach, because that's one of the main attractions of being in Cancun and Tulum, and being in the city of either Tulum, Cancun, Valladolid. And just the, the culture of Mexico itself.、Mm-hmm. So, there's more videos coming up. So, we hope you continue following our journey with us. And we hope you've been liking our videos. And we'll see you guys on the next one.、Bye-bye. Take care. Peace.